prescription for our spiritual vision. There is something about having regular checkups, right? Everybody in the health professional field will say, have a regular checkup every year. Don't leave it too long. Guys, here's my health, health talk for us boys today, all the men. Go and get your checkups. Do what you're told. <laughs> okay. Every year is really, really important, everybody, to have those checkups, especially men. <laughs> but here's the thing. Without vision, the Bible says, we wander aimlessly. We, we get lost. Without prophetic insights or prophetic ongoing vision, people cast off restraint, which means anything goes. We, on a slippery slide, they, they do whatever they like. But I, but I want to tell you today that I believe that God has a plan. He has a purpose in your life, uh, for your life. And, and as I, I believe that as we go on in our lives and our journeys, that, that he's drawing us closer to, because he's created you to be an incredible person with an incredible impact on your community. But sometimes we keep looking back there. So much so that we don't see what he's got in front of us. See, part one this morning is we're going to talk about the vision for freedom. The vision for freedom. And I want to speak to this one first because, because the truth is that you'll never walk into your tomorrow with God until you get beyond your yesterday. You'll never walk into your tomorrow with God until we get beyond our yesterday. And I believe that you can. I believe that you can get past your yesterday and move forward and to be all of the things that God has for you. One of the greatest things I love about what we do here, and, and this is not a job for me, this is life for me, and seeing people come in messed up, maybe struggling with life, and to see God do things in their heart, to see people get around them and, and to see just the power of God working in lives, that, that does it for me. That does it for me. It fills my tank to see people taking steps in their walk with God and, and, and saying, some people will come in and say, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. And after a few weeks, they're saying, wow, God, you can, you can, you can. I can't help you. I can't save you. But I can point you to the one who can. Come on. Hey, so if you want to find freedom today, here's a few things that I believe that we need to do. To walk into tomorrow with God and to get beyond our yesterday, we have to stop looking back. Stop looking back. And have you, this is an honest moment here. I don't want any hands to go up, but have you run through a red light? Yep, all the wives are nudging. You have, you have. Have you ever run through a red light? And, and under there's some very spiritual people in this room here today, but, and, and I might boost your impression of me, but I'm, I, I'm, my name is Daryl, and I've run through a few red lights in my life. <laughs> and one of the crazy things about running red light, you, you know what it's like. You, you're coming up to it. There's only two traffic lights, I think, in Pukekohe, so it's pretty hard to do here. But, uh, but what happens is the, the ghost orange. It goes orange, and us men generally think, oh, there's plenty of time. I can make it, I can make it, I can make it to the point of no return, and you say, I can't make it, I can't make it, and then it's too late. <laughs> it's too late, and you've run right through the red light. Here's what happens as you go through that red light and you start to feel a bit of remorse, is you all of a sudden 
check all your mirrors, looking in the rear vision mirror to see if there's any blue and red lights following you. And we do that for a few minutes because we suddenly feel guilty of running a red light and we've got to look behind us to see if anyone is coming. And the reality is that that's how some of us are living our lives. Always looking in the rear vision mirror. You see, the problem is this, is that when you're driving and you're always looking in the rear vision mirror, you can't see clearly what's in front of you. When you're always looking behind you, continually looking behind you, you're unable to see where you are going. And what happens is this, is that you lose your forward vision because the past has your attention. You lose forward vision because, because everything from your past has your attention, like it consumes you. And, and for many of us here, that's simply how we are trying to live. And we want to go forward but we have a limited vision we, because our vision is on the past. Philippians 3, verse 12 and 14, it says this, it says, I don't mean to say that I have already achieved these things or that I have already reached perfection, but I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus, only in him, first possessed me. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and reach the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. I think there's, there's probably some people in this room here that, that need to stop living in your past. Your past mistakes and past failures and past sins. Because what happens is after a while they start to define your future. The Apostle Paul, who, who wrote that last scripture that we just read, he wasn't always an apostle. He started off as a Christian killer, he would hunt Christians down. And he would hurt them. He would arrest them and, and, and murder them. He didn't start off a nice guy at all. He was a pretty bad guy. But if Paul can get a God vision for his life, so can you. If he can, you can. See, don't let that, that divorce disqualify you. Don't, don't let the bankruptcy get in the way of what God's got for you. Don't let your past hurt, and they do hurt, and we need to work through those. But, but don't let it disqualify you from what God has for you. Because the thing is, when we do that, the world is missing out of what he's placed in your life. Don't, don't let the shame of whatever's happened disqualify you. Don't, don't let the, 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 just the enormity of maybe what you feel disqualify you. Don't let your age disqualify you. Don't let which country you were born in disqualify you. God has got a plan for your life. If he can do it for Paul, he can do it for you. The world needs what you have got. Don't let your past hurt stop you from the future. Don't let embarrassment stop you from what he has placed in your life. I want to encourage you this morning with the words of the Apostle Paul, and, and, and my prayer is that they become your words. This is what Paul said, I'm not perfect. But this one thing I do, I forget the past. 
I forget the old me. Forget the mistakes. I am pressing on. Come on, let's make that our prayer this week. You excuse, because the truth is you'll never step into your tomorrow until you get beyond your yesterday. The third thing is this, to walk, uh, the second thing I believe, <laughs> to walk into your tomorrow with God and to get beyond your yesterday, we have to cut the ties. Cut the ties. Have you ever been to a, one of those carnivals or fair or maybe the local AMP show and they've got one of those horizontal bungee things going on and that's, that's, that's where someone gets a bungee cord tied to their waist and there's, generally it could be a little bit slippery but there's, there's a prize at the end of the track and, and the person will get this bungee, slide, uh, bungee cord tied onto them and, and the goal is that they've got to, to run to the other end to try and grab the prize but... But as the bungee cord tension comes on, all of a sudden it goes ping, and they go flying back right to the start. And it's funny to watch. It's really great to watch because sometimes people get so close, so close, so close, and and they come backwards like this. The funny thing with the bungee cord is this and that, that tie, that rope, that they always end up back at first base. They always end up right back at the start. For many of you, this is a picture of just maybe your walk with God. As, as you're walking, you're doing your best, you're going forward, but there's some old things in, in life that seem to just grab a hold of you, that seem to hold you back, like old behaviors or maybe attitudes. I don't know about you, but attitudes for me is something I've got to battle with. Attitudes, they can, they can hold us back. Maybe there's, there's other things like old relationships or even toxic people, bad mindsets or old religious and even traditions. I want to say right here that, that God is not one of many. He is the only one. God is not one of many. He is the only one. He is the King of Kings. He is the Lord of Lords. He's not an optional extra or an upgrade or, or an add-on or a downloadable, printable version of something. He is the one and only. One and only. See, if you want to find freedom, you have to cut the tie. You have to cut the tie. See, see when God called Israel out of Egypt... He, it was the beginning of a 40-year journey to the promised land and, and that God had for them. And the purpose of the journey was to cut the ties from Egypt. Because here's, here's what had happened is, even though they were out of Egypt, Egypt wasn't out of them. And, and they needed a new way of thinking, a new way of being and, and living for God and they on their walk with him. And, and it, was, it was basically a process in the desert. It was a process of cutting ties in old ways they could possess, so they could possess the new. See, see, God wants you also to begin a journey to cut ties with him, with the old stuff. Sorry, to cut ties with the old stuff that keeps pulling us back. Ships don't sink because of the water around them. They sink because of the water that gets inside of them. Here's the thing. Don't let what's happening around you get inside of you because it will weigh you down. The Bible teaches us to, that we find freedom for our past within the context of community. And, 
In, in James chapter eight, of James chapter five, verse sixteen, it says, "Confess your sins to each other, and pray for each other, so that you may be healed." The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power, and produces wonderful results. See, God will forgive you when you confess your sin to Him. He is faithful and just. Confessing to others will bring healing and. And, and that's why, that's why we, we don't shut up here in this church about small groups. And our, we, we intentionally want to encourage and, and, and talk all the time about the power of small groups where it's a place where you can find community and, but also where you can find freedom. Because they will encourage you. Your, your small group become like a family and a team that are, that are like cheering you on day in and day out. They're praying for you. They're supporting you. They're, they're doing what they can to help you in your journey with the Lord. And, and, and it's in those, those places and times when, when relationships are formed and built. It's just like, it's, there's a time where just naturally with who we are, we, we feel like we can share things. We can take a mask off and be who we really are. And, and there's such an incredible freeing and healing within that. Scripture talks about, about that he made us for community and that we can find healing in that. So to walk in your tomorrow with God, we have to get beyond our yesterday and to find freedom. Cut some ties this week. Cut some ties this week and begin to see clearly the future that God has for you. At the end of our service, you'll have a, get an opportunity with Connect Cars to, just to pop your name down and say, I want to be a part of a small group. Can I say that will be one of the greatest decisions that you will do today? Get part of a small group family because you'll love it. Ben, do you want to come up right now just nice and quiet? That'd be good. The third thing is this, is to walk into your tomorrow with God and to get beyond your yesterday. We have to learn to bounce back up. Learn to bounce back up. Can I please I have my assistant come to the stage? I want to introduce Warren to you this morning. Warren, where, oh, here comes Warren. Everybody, Warren, everybody, Warren, everybody. Yeah, this is Warren. Warren is the bounce back up Christian. Warren the walrus, just in case you're not quite sure what he is. Warren. Warren the walrus. And the amazing thing about Warren is that you can do all sorts of things to him. Warren the walrus, he can take anything and everything and he will continue to always bounce back up. Warren is, is, is kind of pictures that like a, a Christian today, but, we have, but a lot of Christians kind of like, oh, oh mate, I can't do that. I've missed, missed church like for four weeks now. And um, told a few lies this week, or this has happened. But in reality, Jesus says, you can get back up. The whole message of the gospel is that no matter what happens to you, whatever life throws at you, you can get back up. I've searched the Bible and scriptures for, for lots. I can't see anything that says you can't get back up. As we walk through life, as we do stuff, uh, and I know sometimes we can get really embarrassed about things that we've, that we've done or we've said or, or wherever we've gone, and, and we think we just, maybe we get tired and exhausted and we, we think we just can't get back up from that. Be a Warren this week. 
be a war in the wall, Russ, this week. You can get back up. You can get back up. Because here's the thing. My Bible says in Proverbs 24, 16, the godly may trip seven times. The godly may trip many times, but they will get up again. The reason... The reason that, that most, most Christians you look up to are where they are today is simply because of this. They, when they got hit, they got back up again. Being a Christian that doesn't mean that, that everything is rosy. And when you're a follower of Jesus Christ and you're, you're trying to do things His way, persecution, yeah, there is. Does it always go our way? No. But what does He promise? That He promises to always be with you, to never leave you or forsake you. I believe that within each one of us, we can get back up again. But you're warring this week. But you're warring the war us this week. I want to tell you today, don't give up. You might say, Daryl, I've messed up. Bounce back up again. I haven't prayed for ages, if any. Well, bounce back up again. Start today. But... I've stumbled again, I've, I've missed church, I've been hurt, bounce back up again. I'm, a, I'm embarrassed, I'm, I'm ashamed of what I've done. And, and last time, last time I got connected in, I felt like I was used and abused. Get back up again. Get back up again. And I believe that you will see the hand of the Lord upon your life and in your situation. His promises for you and for I that He will be with you. He will make a way for you. Can you imagine of spending 40 years in a desert? It's amazing when you talk with, talk with some, some friends here this, this morning and, and they've been on a journey with stuff and they've been praying and they've been praying and they've been praying. And just this past week, God has come through and in with incredible miracle just like that. They've seen what they've been praying for. Sometimes God takes us on a journey and our biggest issue we have with that is timing. God, five minutes is long enough. Sort it out today. God, a week, that's way too long. A month, a year, five years, 10 years. Bible says his timing is perfect. I've got to be honest, I struggle with God's timing. He could do with a better event manager or a planner or a PA. But you've got to believe he's a loving father and he sees things inside of you and inside of me. He's just wanting to get some of the Egypt out of us. He's trying to get some of the water, that, some of the everything that's going on around us, He's trying to get some of that out of us that we may see the promised land that He has for us. It's a journey. It's a journey. If you want to see clearer, with greater vision for the future that God has for you, learn to bounce back up. Learn to bounce back up. Come on, why don't we take a moment right here? Why don't you close your eyes right now? Almighty God, I, I praise you for these incredible people today. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that, that you have a great plan and a great purpose, Lord. Father, I thank you that, that Lord, you are speaking to hearts right now. 
Lord, I, Lord, in the gentleness and quietness of this moment, oh God, Lord, I pray for those things that people are carrying today that makes them stay down. Father, I pray would you bring incredible healing, Lord God, that they can get up again, that they choose to stand up and get up, Lord God. Father, I thank you for your amazing love that that will always be with us to help us get up again. Praise your name, my God. Church, right now, just why every eye is closed and, and every head's bowed. Maybe you've got some stuff right now that you feel like you can't bounce back. Now, we don't embarrass anybody in this church, but we do want God to, to make a difference in your life. And, and sometimes that requires a faith step or a, a, like a bit of faith there to say, God, I give you this. And so this morning, if you feel there's something in your life that you can't bounce back from, this way, every eye is closed. I'm just going to ask you to lift your hand as a faith step and say, God, I want to bounce back from this today. I give it to you. You are not just one of many. You are the only one. You're the King of kings and the healer and the Lord of Lord, so hands up in there if that's you. And we're going to pray in Jesus' mighty name. Things that you're feeling like you can't bounce back from up, put your hands up and then put them down. And you know, I'm going to pray. Hallelujah. Okay, fantastic. Father God, in Jesus' mighty name, Lord, we thank you for each life, Lord God, today. Lord, I pray for every single thing that is trying to hold people down, maybe from our past or our stuff. Oh God, Father, I pray, speak freedom over these lives in Jesus' mighty name. Freedom in the name of Jesus. Father, would you heal? Would you restore? Would you get us on the right path, Father God, to discovering the freedom you've got for us in Jesus' mighty name? Lord Jesus, right now, and we would just bind the enemy that of course will try to keep us down, oh God. Because you are the risen Jesus Christ. You're into resurrecting lives and resurrecting people in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, maybe you're here this morning and you might say, I've got so much stuff in my past or my behind and that how could Jesus even love me? want to tell you today that that God sent His Son Jesus to, to pay the price for you. To, there's a thing that separates us from God called sin, and that's like all our stuff, our, our mess. And, and Jesus took it to a cross where, where He was crucified and He died. He did that because of great love for you and for me. And on the third day, He rose again, destroying its power of sin and, and disconnection with God because He loved you. And today, Maybe you're here and you've never ever said yes to Jesus or you've walked so far from Him that, that you're just feeling like, oh, I, gotta, I gotta come back to you again, Lord. I gotta hold back on again. So this morning, if you wanna say yes to Jesus, I want, this is all I want you to do. Just silently in your heart, why don't you repeat this prayer after me? So pray, say, pray this, pray, dear Lord Jesus, I know that you love me. Today I choose to follow Jesus. Forgive me for my sin. I believe you died and rose again for me. Paid the price that I might be free. So Lord, I choose to follow you from this day forward. In Jesus' name. 
Amen. Amen. Well, Avery, 